Good evening. It is September 18th, 2020. Welcome to episode six of Legacy Battle podcast. And this is our first show on NGSC Sports. Um, and tonight's debate is Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Our podcast, we're really, all four of us are very happy to be uh, part of NGSC Sports. Please check out their website. It's ngscsports.com uh, for podcasts and all your sports information. NGCS, or NGSC Sports, we never stop. So I'm Michael Adams. Join with me as always. We got Brian King, Kevin Adams, Brett Ebert. Um, we want to ask you to join our Facebook page, uh, Legacy Battle. You can look it up. Um, you can find prior shows. Check out uh, episode one for panelists' information. Our next podcast is October 2nd, and it's going to be uh, Penn State Nittany Lions versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who should have been the 1994 NCAA college football champion. Y'all remember back, they were both undefeated. This was before playoffs existed in college football. So some people think Penn State should have been the champ. I'm sure Kevin down there does, it being a Penn State grad. And some people think, uh, you know, Nebraska deserved it. I've even heard uh, some people say Miami should have had it that year. You know, they, were, they had Warren Sapp and, and uh, The Rock and a couple other guys too. Not that The Rock was a great football player, but... Um, so we hope you'll join us for that. Uh, trivia question, we're gonna do that later on in the show. So stick around for that. Um, in order to win the prize, you do have to be a member of our Facebook group. Uh, so if you're watching on uh, NGSC Sports, join the Facebook group. You can win next month and throw those answers in the comments section. So as I said, uh, today's show is these guys, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. Everything's reversed, so I pointed to the wrong ones, but. We're gonna jump right into this. Um, and we're gonna start with on the field. And uh, if you've never seen the show, it's a debate show. So we're gonna debate it out. Um, Brett, let me come to you first. Uh, let's start with uh, Peyton Manning today. So what do you think about uh, his on-field performance? Well, I mean, uh, talk about two of the greats here. Uh, no doubt about it, possibly two of the top two quarterbacks could be argued uh, in the history of the NFL. Uh, when you look at Peyton Manning, again, you go through statistics after statistics because there's so many of them out there. But I think something that stands out to me is, you know, he's one of those quarterbacks that holds some NFL records. Um, you know, the most TD passes in a season with 55. Uh, he's got uh, the most passing yards in a season, uh, you know, 5,477. He's really got uh, a lot of, I guess, what I look at, too, with Peyton Manning compared, you know, again, we'll talk about Tom Brady as well, is I think Peyton Manning coming out of college into the NFL on field had a lot higher expectations on him uh, just because, again, of the Manning family name. Um, but, again, you know, you look at – he's got NFL MVPs. He's got a Super Bowl MVP, Pro Bowls. Uh, I mean, you could go on and on for his on-field uh, legacy. And, I, I, you know, I'll let someone else chime in here, too, to keep adding to it. Brian, you're a football guru. What do you think about Peyton? Well, I mean, well, Peyton, uh, you know, one thing that I think shouldn't be understated was, um, you know, the way that he had his consecutive start streak um, that went all the way to uh, 208 games. Um, that was that was really tremendous. I mean, it's I, I believe it's only Favre is ahead of him. Um, you know, that is just. That was just amazing. It really numbers there. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, you had, you had the Iron Man thing. Uh, you know, it came down to the injury in, in uh, uh, 2011, um, you know, with, with the, the, the neck surgery and everything, which is really what ended up, you know, obviously costing him that, that streak. And then even when he came, you know, when he came back, he was still very reliable, um, you know, going down towards the course of the end of his career. So, you know, that that's something that really stands out to me. Um, also, something that stands out to me is when you look at the accolades, I mean, these guys have very similar accolades all the way down. But mm -hmm. when I got to all pros, I kind of, you know, I, I took a look at that and I said, okay, Peyton Manning 10 times he was an all pro and Tom Brady only five times. And when you think about all pro, I mean, that is the 
the best in the league. You know, they build that team for the best in the league. It's not like Pro Bowls where they, yeah, I mean, like a couple of years ago, they had like eight quarterbacks on the Pro Bowl list. I mean, it's, the Pro Bowl is ridiculous now, but all pro is what you really look at to find out who is, you know, the elite players in the league. And for him to have double what Peyton Man or what uh, Tom Brady's had in, you know, and, and in less seasons is, is pretty tremendous. It really is. And um, you mentioned the all pros, but I look at the MVPs. I mean, too, Peyton Manning's got five MVPs. Tom Brady only has three MVPs. And I find that really surprising um, that, that Tom Brady would have that few based off of his career. But, uh, Kevin, what's your what's your take on Peyton? Um, Brian had brought – I mean, Brian had brought up a point about the injury in 2011. Um, I love Peyton Manning. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, that injury that he had in 2011, when he came back, he, he wasn't – you can tell he wasn't the same quarterback. And actually, um, you know, there may have been a scandal at that point, uh, which I'll talk about later, um, involving Peyton Manning. Um, <laughs> the dirt sheets are ready. First, the first subject. Jeez, that's right. Five minutes in. Come on. <laughs> hey, but I love Peyton Manning. Um, I mean, he was a better college quarterback than than uh, Tom Brady, though. Tom Brady did win a national championship in '97. But if you look at the college stats, uh, Peyton Manning had more passing yards, more touchdowns. And, and Peyton played four years in college, didn't he? At least three. Did Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was a backup for his first two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 96 and 97 is when he stepped up. But um, even his stats when he was the starting quarterback, mm -hmm. um, he just barely, like, broke 2,000 yards. He had 2,400 the one year, 2,200 the other year. Um, but Peyton Manning, he had two seasons over three over 3,000 um, and one season at 2,900 yards. Um I mean, he was a beast in college. I don't think he had as good of a team around him as what um, Brady had up in Michigan either. But, you know, you, Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. Um, again, I feel he didn't have as good of a team as what the Patriots had for Tom Brady's six Super Bowls. Plus, four of his Super Bowls, he probably put an asterisk next to them. Um, but Peyton Manning. And dirt sheet on Brady, too. Pull oh, I'll, I'll hit down. both of them. Don't worry. But now Peyton, Peyton We'll get Manning, there. We'll get there. Peyton Manning is definitely one, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and, you know, I, I will say, though, that second Super Bowl, uh, he, he had a lot of help from his defense in Denver because um, I even had him on my fantasy team, and he was throwing freaking air balls and getting picked off multiple times and, but um, overall, though, I mean, he had a great career. Um, he's done a lot off the field. You, you say Peyton Manning didn't have the players at Tennessee that uh, Brady had in Michigan, but T. Martin goes and wins a national championship at Tennessee the year after Manning leaves. No, so, that was uh, – I think it was two two years after. Brian? I think – I believe it was, it, it was the next year. It was 1988. Yeah, it was 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Peyton's Brady. final season was 97. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and to add to that, it, um, when, when Manning was at Tennessee, he was only like, I think, 100 votes or something in uh, behind uh, Charles Woodson in the uh, Heisman race that year. So he was a Heisman runner-up um, yeah. in 1997 yeah. right. as well. That's why I have got Mr. Football over there, okay? If I wanted uh, hockey like that, I would go down or to the corner. <laughs> All right. So anyways... Um, all right, so uh, good. Let's let's move to the, the first impression then on Brady. Um, Brian, why don't you start us on first impression of Brady? Throw that out there. Well, I mean, the first thing obviously just jumps out is you know six-time Super Bowl champ. I mean, you, the object of the game is to win it all, is to win that Lombardi at the you know, at the end of the season, um, and and he did it, you know. And, and so when you look at legacies, I mean, that's the first thing that really that you that comes to mind is you know how you know anybody you're looking at whether it's you know boxing or hockey or, or basketball or whatever it's like how many times this guy was he the champion and six times is, is tremendous and then also i mean the super bowl as big as it is you know i mean this guy was in nine super bowls i mean that's just uh, just amazing I mean, you, yeah. you know over the last 20 years this guy's been almost half the super bowls mm -hmm. you know that, that have been played so that's the first thing that really just you know jumps out um, you know about him, and then then the fact that he was 
the MVP of four of those Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he was the focal point. He was the reason why they won. Um, you know, the main, the, the top reason why they won four times. So that's, you know, that's just another thing that just, you know, immediately jumps out. Kevin? Yeah. Brady, uh, Brady's definitely, uh, definitely the, the GOAT of the NFL. Um, you know, Brian touched on the six Super Bowls and four-time MVP of the Super Bowl. Um, you know, if you go, if you go back to some of the stats, uh, comparing Brady to Manning, you know, Brady has average season thrown less interceptions than Peyton Manning. He's had a higher uh, season average quarterback rating than Peyton Manning. Uh, his record, overall season record average is better than Peyton Manning's. Um, Brady can definitely control the field. He can read the defense. You know, I'm, he may have some, you know, scandals here and there, but that doesn't change the fact that he can throw the ball, he can read the defense, he can call the plays out on the field and, and execute them. Definitely one of the top players. The only thing that I think is going to hurt him is the longer he plays, I think his season averages are going to start to go down. He's not going to have as good of stats as, as Peyton Manning moving forward if he keeps playing mm-hmm. and bring down his, his season averages. Much, much like when we had the Lemieux-Gretzky debate, Gretzky in his later years wasn't putting up two points a game anymore, and he was dropping. So, Brett, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to build off of what Brian said first, is that when you look at what you consider the GOAT in almost any sport, you know, it. nobody really even cares what they did in the regular season. No, Nobody looks at that. They're always like, well, how many championships did they win? I mean, you look at LeBron. Uh, you know, real quick touching on basketball. Everybody's like, oh, he's the GOAT. He, it's that MJ LeBron debate. But then they always bring up that question. How many championships has he won? You know, how many? And when you measure that type of legacy left in whatever sport you're playing, I mean, Brady's it. Again, nine Super Bowls. There are guys that play in the NFL who don't get to go to the Super Bowl once. This guy's led his team nine times, won six. Again, you know, the four Super Bowl MVPs, you you just you can't even argue with those types of statistics. It's it's just there. And you know, uh, you know, like Kevin was saying, their stats for an average season between Brady and Manning are very similar. Manning does have a few areas where he's a little bit a little bit higher um, for it. But again, I go back to expectations. I mean, Brady coming out of college was 199th pick overall. He had no major expectations. He was lucky to get in that year because Bledsoe got hurt. You know, he wouldn't even have been in that season. And all of a sudden, his obviously, we know from that point forward, his career just took off. But um, coming out, you know, in that round, nobody's looking at you to be the next, you know, messiah of the NFL. But that's where he took it. I mean, from the moment. Now, you can say that. I have to agree with Kevin that the teams built around, there's a reason you call teams dynasties. Dynasties aren't just a single player on a team. Uh, I felt like, you know, Brady had the coach and the teams to really take him where he did in his career. Right. And we'll, we'll, we'll get into coaching. But um, before we get into that, I want to dive, I want to dive deep into the stats here. Um, so Brady, I got at 1.89 touchdown passes per game you got Manning at 2.02 so that's a win for Manning Manning's got 270 yards a game uh Brady's 261 so that's another Manning now the interceptions Manning's almost almost throwing an interception every game whereas Brady is at 0.62 although that was before the Bucks game <laughs> this past weekend so that might have changed a few things but um and like you guys said Manning had the higher completion percentage almost by two percent um now the wins, Peyton Manning is 107 wins over 500. Uh, so that's a 70.1% winning percentage. Brady is 155 wins over 500 for a 77.3% winning percentage. Now, as Brett, you were saying, yeah, that can come. Football isn't a one-person game, you know, whereas uh, you mentioned basketball, you got a better chance to win if you got LeBron or Michael Jordan. Yeah regardless of who's around them. So, um, but football, yeah, it's definitely going to take the whole team. Um, so I'd like that, to chime in on the playoff stats. Yeah, yeah, in a minute, um, definitely. And then 
the, the thing with Manning, though, is he does hold the record for the individual season with 55 touchdown passes. Yards, uh, was it 5,477 yards? And that was in 2013. Yeah. Now, those are both still records today. And the NFL seems to get more pass happier every season. And uh, he's still holding on to that record. Uh, that's, what, seven years now. So that Mahomes is coming for it, though. Yeah, Mahomes. I was just going <laughs> to mention him. Maybe Russell Wilson this year, and he's throwing the ball around. In 20 but, uh, years, we'll be talking about Mahomes. Yeah. Kevin, go ahead with the, the, the stats for the playoffs. Yeah, so, you know, if you look at the playoff stats, Brady's definitely a better clutch quarterback. Um, I mean, if you look at the record, uh, playoff record for Manning, um, he's showing a 14-13 and 13 record, only one win over 500. Brady is 30-11. and 11. 30 wins, 11 losses. Um, but – if you want to go a little bit deeper, um, uh, Brady is also ahead in touchdown passes in the playoffs. Uh, 73 touchdown passes versus Peyton Manning's 40 um, per, um, you know, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. With a, uh, they each average slightly less than one interception per game in the playoffs. Um, but Brady's uh, passing rating is also even better than, than Manning's, uh, almost 90% versus Peyton Manning's about 87 um, I mean, it's, it's slightly closer, but that record, uh, that record just speaks volumes. And again, that could also speak to what Brett was saying about having a better team around you. But granted, you know, I do feel like Brady was a better clutch quarterback. And then even head-to-head stats uh, between the two of them. Right. Brian, uh, why, don't you, why don't you go into the head-to-head? The head-to-head? Yeah. You got that info? Oh, no. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. All right. I, I got it. I got Brett, it. You got it. Yeah. Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, go ahead, Brett. Well, yeah, I, it was funny because uh, Kevin was just talking about playoff stats, and you know that, yes, Tom Brady, again, when, you're, when you've gone to nine Super Bowls, you can really rack up those types of stats. I mean, uh, I could probably get out there and throw a couple touchdown passes myself. But when you look at playoff records head-to-head, uh, Manning actually leads 3-2 to two in playoff meetings, including two AFC championship games to go to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, you, you look at head-to-head as well, and the ve- funny thing about it, the very first game between the two, um, May- or, uh, Brady's led the Patriots to a 44-13 win over the Manning's Colts, and uh, that really set off this rivalry that they had between them uh, throughout the years. Now, when you take it outside the playoffs, yeah, you're looking, Brady has the 11-6 to advantage, uh, but... Again, you're talking about Peyton was was on some teams that were pieced together a lot, in my opinion, uh, whereas Brady had a team built around him year after year. And again, we'll talk about coaches here in a little bit of why that is, but um, that that's where I see with the head-to-head. It's interesting that the regular season, you know, Brady's got him easy, but in the playoffs, kind of a little bit of a switch around. Okay. So I'm going to throw – this is going to be two different questions, so we're going to do one at a time. The first one is if you're down 20 points in the fourth quarter, who do you want? And the second one is if you got one possession left, who do you want? So we're going to start with you're down 20 points. Brian, which, who are you taking if you're down 20 in the fourth? Well, okay. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go Peyton Manning and – the reason why is because he, he did this one time, and he did this, I guess, a pretty darn good defense. And that was back in 2003 on Monday Night Football against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I knew it. Uh, Brad, that Brad. was coming out. Yeah. I knew yeah, it. Right <laughs> so, so, Bra- so Manning, he throws, he throws a, a pick six to Rondé Barber with five minutes to go in the game. It makes the score 35 to 14. So he's down 21 points. And then – Amazingly, in, in the, just the five-minute stretch, he throw, he's, he's able to, to lead three touchdown drives, gets the game tied up, and goes in overtime. Then he leads the game-winning drive um, uh, for, I believe it was Vanderjack, to kick the field, the game-winning field. Wasn't it the leaping call? Sorry, I have to throw that in there, too. <laughs> there I mean, there may have been a controversy call in there, yeah. but I mean. No, no, but he did it. He did it. I, I watched that game and was not happy. Right, right. But, I mean, the fact is. You know, he was able to make that comeback, which was amazing. I believe that's the record for the the fastest comeback ever, uh, most points, uh, you know, 21 points. And so, and, and yeah, like I said, I mean, that was right in the height of the Buccaneers, um, you know, uh, 
great defense with with Barber and Sapp and and yeah. Derek Brooks. Monty and, Kiffin, man. Uh, right, right. Monty Kiffin was the was the DC. So um, you know, and, and it was it was there in the spotlight, you know, with all the heat Monday Night Football. So to me, you know, twenty point lead, you know, twenty point down. I think I'm I'm going to go Peyton. Brad, how about you? Well, you know, Brian stole some of my thunder because when you asked that question, you know what popped right in my head. It's a, <laughs> it's a game I, I'll never be able to forget because of how excited I went to how just absolutely depressed watching Manning pick apart our so-called great defense. I mean, just unreal. And if you're talking 20 points down, I feel like Manning in the peak of his career had the better ability to lead these drives and just pick defenses apart um, just as quick as anybody. He had a quick release. It just, he got the ball out and um, I'd have to go with Manning. What about you, Kev? Um, yeah, I'd have to agree with you guys actually on that one too. Um, I'd have to go with Peyton Manning. Also, if you look at fourth quarter comebacks, uh, Tom Brady or uh, Peyton Manning actually has the most at 43 and Tom Brady only has 36. Um, but yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning can pick apart people, especially when you had um, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne thrown that he was thrown to. He had some of the longest tenures with those wide receivers, and that's why they were so good because they had such chemistry. They were able to, you know, run the, the slot runs and run the deep routes, and you could pick them apart, any defense apart. I've seen them do it many times. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if it's, if it's the fourth quarter, uh, Peyton Manning, now, if it was the second half, I'd have to go with Tom Brady just because we did the Falcons in the Super Bowl. But Manny Manny did that to the Patriots in the playoffs the one year. They were down huge in uh, in the yeah. fourth quarter, and he brought them back. I, I don't know if that was the one to go to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship, but uh, you know he's done it against Brady, so that's, that's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right, so we got uh, under two minutes left, and you got one quarterback to get the ball. I have a feeling everybody's going to be reversing from from Manning on this one, but uh, Kevin, why, why don't you uh, why don't you take that one first? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna have to go with Tom Brady on that one. Um, I just feel like he knows what to do before the play is even happening. Like I feel like he knows what's going to happen on the defensive side. He's able to read the defense. Perfectly, he knows exactly where the ball needs to go, and he's able to put it there, um, regardless of who's in his face. Um, he's had so many clutch victories, um, so many clutch plays. Um, like Brian had said, four-time Super Bowl MVP because he's making the plays in those games. That's the biggest stage to make the plays in the games. Um, but yeah, hands down, I have to go with Tom Brady. He's, he's the goat. Brett, he can pick them apart just like Peyton Manning. Well, you know. Uh to tag off of something Kevin brought up just a moment ago. Uh, we're talking about, oh, like just game-winning drives, uh, you know, not just necessarily fourth quarter, but game-winning drives. Uh, overall in NFL history, Peyton leads by, you know, he's number one overall and he leads Tom Brady by nine. Um, so if you're looking at that, you're going, well, game-winning drives, those usually happen within the last two minutes of the game. Uh, you would really have to look at, and it'd be a tough decision, but, Kev, I'm going to have to agree with you that for some reason, Tom Brady's mentality and his leadership, when he gets his team out on the field, if they're down, when he gets out there and leads them, it's like a well-oiled machine. Everybody knows what they're doing, and he makes sure everybody knows. There's times where he's barking at players, and they're not saying anything back. They're listening because they know he's telling them what they need to do to win this game. So uh, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Brian? I mean, I believe that when when Tom Brady would be down by a score late in a game like that, you would just get this sense, you know, from the opposition that they're like, "Oh man, I don't know if we can do this." You know, like there was just exactly. there was, it seemed like there was a lot of doubt, and I, and I mean, I'm sure they felt it for for uh, Manning as well, but just not to that same degree. It was always just like, "Oh man, here we go again." I mean, this guy's done it in the Super Bowl how many times, and here he comes again. And so I think that playing a part as well. Um, is sort of the head games that he could play with the um, with the opponents, um, you know, just just by his you know, his presence. Uh, that and also, I, I can't really think of many times where we're down in the last couple minutes of the game where he made a really critical mistake that costed them the game. 
And, and I can think of a couple for Peyton. You know, I mean, uh, up until recently, I mean, I know he uh, the last um, playoff game against Tennessee. But I mean that that's you know we're talking about a forty three year old quarterback at this point you know but but when when you know when when Tom Brady was in his heyday and and pretty much even you know even up until a, lot, you know, a few years ago it was still the same where you know you, you just never really saw him make the mistake that costed them the game and, and so if I'm if I'm giving the ball to somebody two minutes to go I think I'm going to lean towards Brady because I I I don't, I don't think he's going to mess it up for me and I think he's going to get me in a position to score. I totally, totally agree with everything you said right there. And and I just, I can't tell you how many years I was watching the playoffs, you know, and, or, or just even a regular season game and they got the ball and I just knew Brady was going to get it in field goal range for either Vinatieri or Goskowski to win it off their foot. You just knew it. You're like, ah, why do I even stay and watch this? It's, it, it's over. They're, they're going to win. But like I, I, when I would see the reverse and I would see Peyton Manning, I, if it was like my team against him, I'd be like, you know, we got a chance. He he, mm-hmm. he could throw a pick, okay. And to no fault of his own, uh, you know, Vanderjack missed quite a few big kicks as well, um, yeah. right. and and then that that didn't help him uh, either, especially in some playoff games. I know he shanked that one uh, against the Steelers. That one year in the playoff game that uh, 2005, yeah, 2005. What is, yeah, and I think the Steelers won a Super Bowl that year. Um, That's correct, yeah. right? And the, the Colts probably would have went through uh, Denver pretty easily. So, um, I mean, another, another thing to tag onto that yeah. would be. Oh, okay, go ahead, Brad. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, Brian. I'll, I'll go after you. I was going to do the same thing. I mean, tag on. I mean, another thing I was thinking of was Tom Brady, his hero, Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Cool. We all remember the Montana against the Bengals um, in Super Bowl twenty-three, and I feel like that was—that's the sort of aura that he would that he would bring about as well. Um, you know, just uh, just sort of the cold assassin type. And and another another thing about him was that you noticed on those drives that Brady never seemed to show any kind of emotion at all. You know, he almost seemed to be like robotic in a, in a way. And where whereas Peyton. You could kind of, you could see, especially earlier in his career, he would get rattled a little bit in those situations. You could see him looking oh, yeah. a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit, you know, like there was something, you know, he wasn't exactly thrilled about trying to do this, you know. And, and if and if the, his teammates weren't really working working together with him that well, you know, he was kind of quick to to want to shift the blame on them. Whereas you never really saw that from from Brady at all. Yeah. Okay. Brett, did you want to add something or no? Yeah, I was just going to build off of what you and Brian both said, just a quick point that, you know, with Brady coming up in the peak of his career, uh, teams' offensive and defensive schemes actually started to change a little bit when you would play the Patriots because of that exact fact of, say, the team was driving down late in the game to try and take the lead of their own. They would actually be scheming both offensively and defensively of how can we leave the least amount of time on the board because they knew if they left even a minute on that clock, you the same thing. It crept into everyone's minds. Man, there's too much time left. That's a that's a great point. Yeah. Interesting fact, though. Peyton Manning does lead Tom Brady in both categories. Peyton Manning has more fourth quarter comebacks, and he has more game winning drives. But mm-hmm. we're all going with Tom Brady on that last final drive. Yep. Yeah. And maybe the Patriots were up more in the fourth. The quarter. Patriots yeah. had a better team yeah. around them. Look, look at Jim Harbaugh's comeback record. I mean, that was pretty good when he was a quarterback, but, you know, it's all what position your team's in. So, but, uh, all right, so let's move on to um, coaching and the team around them. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one off because, I mean, yeah, the Patriots won nine Super Bowls. Um, but offensively, Peyton, in my opinion, Peyton always had the better weapons. And, uh you know, you had Harrison, Wayne, Edge. Uh, even Dallas Clark was a very, very serviceable tight end. Um, had some nice years. And uh, then they have uh, Stokely running. Yeah, Stokely. So he was always kind of stacked on offense. Uh, Bra- yeah. Brady had that one year where he had Randy Moss. and, and But other than that, I mean, Plus his Walter. leading – he had Welker, but I'm talking before that. I mean, Troy Brown was like his leading wide receiver. You know, that's not a guy, Deion Branch or whatever was in there too. But 
they aren't Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, you know. And, uh, you know, you got to factor in, too, once Brady got Gronk, obviously he had that, that, that great target. Had he had Gronk and Hernandez, uh, you know, for many years together, that would have been probably the greatest tight end duo in, in history. Um, but we all know what happened to Aaron Hernandez. a killer duo, I can tell you that. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't worry. It's not too soon. We're good. It's not, yeah, not too soon. Oh, you're wearing a Florida Gators hat. I know. That's right? why I just covered it up for a moment. Gotcha. So, yeah. But uh, Manning, like, I felt he never had – he never had the defense really uh, around him, in my opinion, until he got to Denver. He mm-hmm. had two, 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 three years of, of great defense there. But all those years in Indianapolis, he didn't have a great defense. And until he got Dungy to actually coach a defense, the defense yeah. still wasn't great. They were, they were better, good enough to get him to beat the Bears. But, you know, Rex Grossman was a quarterback, so anybody could probably take on that one. But um, – <laughs> So, yeah, I just uh, – uh, in my opinion, uh, Brady always had the, the better team around him. But, uh, um, Brett, why don't you coach his team, whatever you want to do, take it. All right. Um, I'll touch on the coach aspect of it. I mean, we all know Patriots, Belichick, names go together. Um, I mean, Belichick's obviously, again, could be argued one of the greatest coach to ever coach in the game. Um taking his team, building the team, pieces, the thing that Belichick can do. Uh, and you touched on it because I can agree with you. I think the wide receivers, especially Peyton, always had the better better grouping. But for some reason, no matter who got put with Brady, they were able to make it work. Uh, you know, give him little slot guys, give him a good, you know, speedster on the outside, and Brady could hit him no matter where it was. Um, and then obviously the tight ends, we know about that. Uh, but on the flip side with uh, – you know, talking about Manning, this is, a, I think, a very, very important statistic that Manning went to four Super Bowls and there were all four different coaches. That, to me, is hard to do because of the inconsistency of what – again, I know they kind of built around him and they knew who Peyton Manning was, but still, a head coach is a, a, a different head coach. He's going to run things differently. And to be able to adapt to that head coach and take your team – to four Super Bowls or, you know, the team he was on with a different head coach each time. I, I honestly don't, I don't even know if that's even ever been done before in the history of the NFL. No, no way. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead, go ahead, Brian. Okay. Well, I, well, I want to look at the uh, coaching as well. And um, I want to sort of focus on the, the defenses that each of these quarterbacks had um, and, and how well their, their coach coached defense. So we'd start off, of course, we know we know Tom Brady spent all his seasons, 19 seasons with Belichick. And during his career, the average defensive rank for points allowed has been seventh. So he's averaged the seventh best defense throughout his career. Now you go to you go to Manning, uh, 98 through 01, he's with Jim Mora. He goes he goes 500 with that with them. Here's the here's the uh, defensive ranks, 29th. 15th, 21st, 29th. So Jim Moore, you know, he, he was he, he had good defenses in, with the Saints. He didn't have with the Colts. Now we move on to Dungy from 02 to 08. They got a little bit better. Um, but during that span of time, think about this, is that Manning, he averaged 12 wins per season. And he did that with, you know, with, with defenses ranked 8th, 11th, 29th, 11th, 21st. That was the year they won the Super Bowl third and 11th. Now you move on to Caldwell. Again, uh, they, they went to a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl loss, 09 and 10. The defense is there, 18th and 20th. I mean, we're talking about he went 24 and 8 during that span of time with Caldwell. Go to Fox for, uh, uh, from 12 to 14, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, 12 and 4. The defensive ranks, second, 19th, and third. So we're talking, you know, averaging out pretty, you know, pretty average there. Then with Kubiak, he was seven and two with them. That defense was really good. It was fourth ranked. But yeah, for the entire sense. career, for his, for Manning's, Manning's entire career, he, keep in mind, he has more wins than, than Brady and more average wins per season. The average defensive rank was 15th. 
So he was dealing, you know, there's 32 teams in the league. Um, so he was dealing with the average defense and, you know, a completely average defense his entire career on, you know. And so that being said, I mean, it's just amazing what he was able to accomplish, what he was able to overcome. Because when you get into the minutia, you're talking about, you know, having more possessions because your defense is better, more turnovers, more, um, you know, being able to, you know, it's so much easier to quarterback whenever you're protecting a lead rather than whenever you're you're, you're down and you're trying to fight for a lead or, or, or trading scores, you know. So I feel like Manning, because of the because the coaching wasn't as good. I mean, I know I know Dungey's a Hall of Famer. The other guys were pretty average coaches. I mean, maybe a little bit above average, but not not great. So he was able to you know to take less and 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 make more out of it than than Brady. Yeah, Jim Mora is probably the epitome of average coach. So yeah, Kevin, go go ahead. Yeah, I mean I don't have too much to add that they haven't already said. Other than um, uh, looking at a, a stat, the uh, win percentage for all but one coach. Uh, for Peyton Manning uh, actually decreased when they coached without Peyton Manning um, by a, actually a pretty large amount too. It was roughly 20 to 30 percent their win percentage went down. The only coach that actually had a better win percentage without Manning looks like was um, uh, Jim Mora. Um, isn't Jim Mora the one that was uh, famous? Playoffs. Playoffs. Quote? Playoffs. 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 <laughs> 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 When you have when you have a coach like that, I mean, it wasn't that his that was his first coach too, wasn't it? That's correct. Um, yeah. 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 So I mean, you know, Peyton Manning was young and um, you know fresh in the NFL. Of course, you know he's not gonna rookies with with exception of uh, Mahomes. You know, rookies don't really you know mm-hmm. <laughs> take you to the Super Bowl uh, the first season or two. Um, so I mean, of course, Moore's record is gonna be worse, but the rest of them, I mean, like I said, their win percentage was way better with Peyton Manning. And, you know, Belichick, he's a beast of a coach and spent his whole career with Tom Brady. Well, Brady wasn't a rookie, but his first season getting in there to start, he took him to the Super Bowl. Right. But he was he learned off of, um, what, Bledsoe, right? He took over from yeah. Bledsoe. Yeah. Bledsoe wasn't a bad quarterback. Like, Bledsoe no, was decent. Bledsoe was good, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he had good mentorship. But if I'm not mistaken, didn't Peyton Manning go straight into the fire? Like, he did. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he started like his rookie season. So he did. He didn't yeah. Really he get that time. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And and, and and to his credit, he didn't become Ryan Leaf, the guy who went right after him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And that's a lot of pressure uh, to to take over a whole team like that. So, and, but it's a lot of pressure too for Brady. He's coming in and replacing Pro Bowl quarterback and Bledsoe, you know, and then Bledsoe gets healthy, but it's still on Brady's shoulders. And and he never gave it up, you know. It's uh, it's like almost like the Wally Pipp situation there with uh, you know, Lou Gehrig and the Yankees back in the day. So, um, that's two Lou Gehrig mentions in one show. How often has that happened in the last twenty years? But okay, so before we go to Kevin's favorite part, the dirt sheets. <laughs> well, yeah, one thing to add, I, I yeah, just want to say, go ahead. You know, when you think about the. You know the interchange, like uh, like Brett said about the legacies of Belichick and Brady, and how they're, you know, they're completely intertwined. You know, we are not going to really know what Brady could have done without Belichick. I mean, I, I know he's with the Buccaneers now, but he's, you know, he, he's in his, you know, he's in his early forties now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he just did get called out by Arians. You know, that's not a good, yes. <laughs> not a good look on your first day. But, um, but we, you know, we're never going to know what a, what a, you know. Uh, an early or late thirties Brady would have done with a different coach. So, you know, what we know about Manning is that he, though, like you said, Brad, the interchangeability from coach to coach and from city to city, yes. you know, playing, playing. Cause I, I remember, I remember thinking that like, okay, Peyton Manning, yeah, you know, he's really good, but he plays in a dome. You know, I wonder what he could do outdoors. Well, where does he go? He goes out to Denver. Denver. I mean, the weather's no joke out there, you right. know, and he still performs. I mean, he performed better than he did there than, than at Indy. You know, arguably, you know, with the, with yeah. setting the records and everything, you know, so, um, you know, fifty five touchdowns with Denver that that one year. So, you know, just, um, you know, it's really you know, it speaks a lot to, uh, you know, to, to Peyton's legacy when you when you look at the you know the different coaching staff and the different venues. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Let's uh, let's let's go to we'll keep this one short. Let's go to star power. So, we got these two just. Really handsome guys behind me, although I think most women would say uh, 
Mr. Brady's more handsome, but uh, <laughs> let, let, let's look at their star power. Uh, now, obviously, Brady isn't done with football, so he can't say, you know, who's become the bigger star after football, but he's still done quite a bit. So, um, uh, Brian, why don't you start out on that one? And we'll, we'll, let's try and keep this, this one short. Well, I mean, as far as the more of the household name, I, I think it would be Brady, you know, as far as like, you know, if, if you're into football, you're a casual fan, you know, chances are you're going to know a little bit more about Brady than about Manning just because of the reason I said with, uh, you know, him being in, in basically half of the Super Bowls in the last 20 years. But um, but as far as like, you know, you know, if you're just sitting in your living room and, and, you're, and you're watching commercials, you're going to see a lot more of Peyton Manning. I mean, you know, the stuff with the, you know, Papa John's and, and you know, and other, you know, other endorsements like that, you're going to see a lot more of him. Peytonville. You know, Peytonville. Right, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, right, the Peytonville thing, yeah. yeah Those are pretty funny. Kevin, do you anything to add on that one? Well, you know, I mean, Brady hasn't had the chance to host the ESPYs or anything, but Peyton Manning did. And Peyton Manning was pretty funny, though. Some of the yeah. athletes that he ripped on, <laughs> take too kindly. I believe Kevin, or the Kevin Durant looked like he tried to kill Manning. But um, uh, Peyton Manning, I mean. I'm sure he wrote the jokes. It wasn't the writers. Yeah. Well, yeah, true. Um, but uh, like like Brian said, you know, if you are the casual football fan, you know, exactly what he said. Like, you're going to know Tom Brady because he's been in most of the Super Bowls in the last, you know, decade and a half. Um, so obviously you're going to know Tom Brady because even the, the people that just go to Super Bowl parties just to hang out and don't really care about football, you just see Tom Brady on TV, you know, playing for and winning six of them and getting MVPs for four of them. But You know, you know that's, it's funny that both of you said that because I, I kind of thought the opposite way. Like, I, I think let's take someone who doesn't watch the Super Bowl. Like probably in this country, they probably would know Peyton Manning though over Tom Brady, but now, because outside, of his commercials and outside of the football. Right. Well, we're talking. We're it. talking his star power outside right. of football. Now, if you went outside of the United States, I think a non-football fan would know Tom Brady not because of Tom Brady, but because of his wife. You know, she's sure. one of the the biggest. Was she's retired now, but was like the biggest model on the yeah, planet she also cool. made more money than him believe it or not you know so that's one filthy rich family yeah. there right but you know just uh you know Pey Peyton has Peyton has more charisma so I think yeah. he's going to have more opportunities to do more outside of football but to that extent Brady did host Saturday Night Live just like just like Manning now granted Manning's episode was a lot funnier and a lot better, but um, you know Brady's been on The Simpsons. He's done Family Guy. Um, he's got a documentary series. You know, Manning. Manning's done everything. You know, I, uh, I think it was our last show, Brian. You brought up Cena being on Ferdinand, the movie Ferdinand. Well, Peyton Manning was one of the other bulls who uh, got shipped to the becoming meat factory. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, you know, so he he can be a star outside of, of football and, and uh, I think his his uh, maybe like TV he's got a TV show now too I think and, and movie roles are just gonna continue. He was on SNL a couple Bro. times too. Mm -hmm. Yeah he's done it quite a few times. Brett anything you wanted to add real quick on that? I mean you you all touched on most of it you know the thing I had uh, that I had looked at a little bit was also that uh, Brady you know if you're just talking about name brands it's interesting because Peyton playing in four or um you know, in multiple cities, whereas Brady was just in one. Um, Brady just blows Manning away in jersey sales. I mean, just destroys him in jersey sales. So, you know, it's funny that you could all say – All those women. All those yeah, women. I know. I know. You, you might, it's actually probably true. My wife's um, been waiting for the Brady Bucks jersey for three months now that she ordered. So, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah that's so. just what I would add. All right, and he go. also he also came from a bigger city. Boston is a way bigger city and, and known for sports than Indianapolis. And even Denver is not really a big sports city. But I mean, what else was in Indianapolis? The five hundred? I mean Yeah. Pacers. Yeah, and the and the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. But if the Mannings had switched and you had Peyton in New York and Eli in in, in Indianapolis, then I think Peyton uh his jersey sales would have been a lot higher. Yeah. But, 
All right, let's uh, let's hit the, uh, the the dirt sheets here. I know it's uh, Kevin's favorite part of the show every week. <laughs> so because it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start, Kevin. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Um, so you know, actually, uh, you know, kind of surprised to find out some of the stuff that I found. Um, which I mean, I'm sure y'all researched it up and saw about Peyton Manning's sexual harassment uh, allegation. 1996, when he was at the University of Tennessee, uh, getting his foot looked at by a female trainer and uh, had allegedly thrust him in his private area into her face. Um, and, and I was not expecting that for, for Peyton Manning. Doesn't seem like the type that would do something like that, but uh, they did settle out of court, from my understanding. Um, so obviously, something happened uh, and kind of maybe have given some hush money to keep it uh, under wraps. Um, so that was a little, little concerning to me. Um, Peyton Manning also had, you know, Brian had mentioned in 2011, he had the, the neck surgery and everything. Well, the, there was a concern that uh, he took some HGH in 2011 to recover from that injury. Um, someone from the Geyer Institute, uh, an employee. It was, his wife. it was his wife's. <laughs> That's what he said. It was his wife's. Well, uh, an employee from the Geyer Institute in Indianapolis had admitted that he gave Manning human growth hormones, um, but he wasn't aware, aware that he was being reported. He later took back that, that claim. Um, and then, of course, you know, the NFL did their research, um, did their investigation, and they, they said that they didn't find any wrongdoing. But for him to come back at his age the way he did uh, from that type of uh, injury surgery, um, you know, it's kind of leaning towards he took some HGH, to be honest with you. Well, let me and let me give you kind of the other side on Manning, and then Brian and Brett, you guys can do Brady. Um, so, with the payoff, uh, as you had said, that the paid off, the family paid off. I'm not here to say whether it happened or it didn't happen. The other side of the story is that you know Manning was. 18, 19 years old. She was 27 year old trainer. She accused him of cheating on a test um, and he mooned her. So that's, that's the other part of the story. She like supposedly went and told somebody in high up in Tennessee college or whatever. Now to that extent, this woman, I don't know her, don't know her, I don't even remember her name, but she's here in Florida. She's, she has sued the Manning family several times. She's also sued the University of Tennessee several times for others that she has claimed that has harassed her. It may be true, it, it may be not. Unfortunately, that's the kind of world that we live in. There's always two truths. Um, so we, we just don't know. But just something in a positive light on Peyton is his character, um, it to it, something positive for his character. Alex Gonzalez, who's a wide receiver that was drafted while he was technically still in college, he was taking summer classes complete, couldn't make the mini camps, things like that. When he was drafted, Peyton Manning would drive to his house three hours every day just to help go over the playbook with him and, and get him ready. And uh, that's something that, you know, it's good. It's good. It shows that he really, really cared about winning. And uh, Tony Dungy was actually someone who's pointed that out that, you know, Peyton has a, a really really good character and is just the the ultimate teammate so um brett brian you guys can, can go, go ahead brian brady take it off i mean the things that jump out obviously with brady um you, know, you had you had the spygate incident 2007 uh we all know about that filming the the, the practices um you know to gain an unfair advantage um they, they were punished for that. They, they lost a, uh, a number one draft pick, um, I believe it was two years later. And so, you know, that, that's, you know, it's pretty firm that that, that, that it occurred. Uh, you had the deflate gate thing, you know, uh, Brady came out and, and he at least admitted as much that, you know, he likes that for the, the pressure to be down in the balls. Um, he, and 11 out of 12 of the, of, of the balls used in the AFC championship game against the Colts were lower than the than the the uh, standard PSI, um, so that was a thing. Um, you had uh, with the Patriots, you had the IR gate, which was uh, where they were putting uh, you know putting players on you know messing around with their injury status in, in order to uh, 
to get it to get an advantage. That, that, that I occurred, forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that one occurred in 2013. Um, there was an alleged, which it never was proven, but they, they it was alleged that they videotaped the St. Louis Rams walkthrough um, before yeah. Super Bowl 36, which you know the the um, that was Tom Brady's first Super Bowl victory. Um, and, you know, in 2000, well, I guess it was February 2002, but 2001 season. So, you know, that that's really what kicked off his legacy. And if that happened to be true, I mean, that's a big black mark on his legacy as well, you know. Um, yeah. And then, then of course, one sort of near and dear to my heart as a Steelers fan, there was the 2015 um, uh, opener against the Steelers uh, whenever the headsets – all of a sudden, they got some kind of weird broadcast of the headsets, and the coaches couldn't hear each other. Um, and it, that that occurred at Gillette Stadium. So, and then of course, you know Brady just you know give him a little advantage like that, and you know he's he's just going to kill you. Yeah. So uh, th those are the ones that jump out to me as, as sort of black marks on his legacy, and then they all involved uh, you know cheating or, or sort of bending the rules. Mm -hmm. Pey Peyton was always convinced that uh, they were recording conversations in the locker room when they went to play in New England. So he quit having conversations in there, you know, so yeah. you know, go ahead, Brad. Created sort of a stigma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. So if we're talking about cheating based off of our, you know, prior episodes, it should be an easy decision tonight for some of us, but uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, Brian touched on all the important things regarding Brady. Uh, you know, he, he's just been involved in a, a lot of different scandals that just don't look good within the sport. Um, some of it can be explained away because, you know, he's not in charge of everything for that organization. But, um, you know, some of it's on him and he knows it. he owned uh, when they were talking about the flake gate. He owned it. Um, he admitted to it. But, you know, <laughs> just something to add real quick. You know, he, he gets here into Tampa. Uh, to play for our Buccaneers, and man, he he starts making a name for himself right away. I mean, uh, he ended up walking into the wrong house. A guy came home. If if you yeah. don't know this, yeah, he came home, and the guy was like, "What are you doing in my house?" He thought he was in his house that he was renting. The guy, and then it was nice. Brady ended up having a drink with them, staying there, uh, chatting about things. At least Brady was cool about it, and <laughs> was uh, not not you know i'm the goat i'm not gonna i can do whatever i want so he also, broke into someone's house is what you're saying yeah basically yeah and then uh he also he was in a park in tampa when he wasn't supposed to be in security had to come and they didn't realize it was brady at first um and they had to kick him out of the park so i mean he's he's been making a name in tampa already for himself and unfortunately not the right way i mean if he would have won that game one over the saints people might have overlooked all this but expectations are high for him right now. Brady's always, he's been a slow starter for how many years now? Everyone's like, oh, the Patriots are done. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're two and four and then they're 10 and four. So yeah, let's, let's, let's see what happens. The Cincinnati. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm not going to hold breaking into a house against them because I might have done that once in a, in a dark gun game. Or yeah, you like did. <laughs> the breaking in the house. And let's not forget the tuck roll too. The tuck roll. That oh, sent uh, the, that the Raiders home and the Raiders should have won that game. Yeah, that that's not his fault though. But yeah. Oh. So, all right. Well, before we uh, we give our pick, our final pick, let's uh, let's get out that trivia question for a prize. Um, you know, prior winners, you guys are still ineligible. Eventually, you will be eligible again. Um, you must answer all parts of the question, and you must be a member of the Legacy Battle Facebook group to win. So please join the Facebook group. Uh, tonight's prize is a Dominic Hasek rookie card. Um, and here's, here's the Dominator. Yeah. Here's the question. Name the actors who played the starting quarterbacks for these fictional football teams. The Washington Sentinels, the Texas State University Fighting Armadillos, and the Citrus State Prison Mean Machine. Oh, I, I know all those. <laughs> so if you got all three of them, um, you know, put that in the comments section and We'll get you a prize mailed out, uh, as always. If, if no one gets it, uh, then we'll, we'll we'll type it up uh, on the page too for somebody to get. So, all right, let's 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 go to our judgment. And uh, Brett, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, oh, is wow. it gonna be Manning or Brady? All right. Um, well, you know, both of these guys are highly respected teammates. Um, most of their teammates have really nothing but 
great things to say about him. I mean, Brady gets here, and the first thing that comes out of camp that's being quoted from players, you got Mike Evans saying, you know, he's the GOAT and he's the greatest, you know, one of the greatest and favorite teammates he's ever played with. And I think that speaks volumes to what type of player, you know, Brady is. Um, he's got the, the playoff stats. He's got everything. Um, now I'm going to do a little Omaha, Omaha, call it out there, um, and switch it over to uh, Manning because I'm looking at, at the peak of their careers. Uh, I just see Manning was better. Um, I think Manning did more with what he had. Uh, we talked about that earlier. Um, then being in a consistent uh, scheme like Brady had with Belichick. Um, and I am actually – I'm going with uh, Peyton Manning tonight. Okay. Kevin. You know, I, I always despise when the Steelers would play the Patriots because they always had that feeling like this is going to ruin our season going up against Tom Brady. Like, you always had that in the back of your mind. And we always tended to play them, like, at the worst opportune time uh, during the season, with the exception of that, like, one opener that we had against them. Um, and even the Steelers had bad luck. When, you know, Jesse James, that was a touchdown. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, Brady is six-time Super Bowl champ, four-time one. Can't deny that. But... We're not going just by stats here. We're also going by overall legacy. Fortunately, I feel like Tom Brady's scandals, they're just too many. Everyone says the asterisks, asterisks next to these championships. Unless if you're from Boston, you're saying there's an asterisk next to his championship. Manning had, you know, better, uh, like Brett said, peak time. He had better stats. He did more with what he had was less than what Brady had. Different coaches. Brady had some better wide receivers, but the rest of Brady's team, like around him, you know, is what helped get them to where they won the six goals. Manning didn't have that, and Manning still shined. And you have to go with Manning. Okay. Brian, I'll go, and then you can you can finish it out. Um, so. <laughs> The show is legacy battle, you know, legacy. Peyton Manning is going to have the legacy of being a great quarterback, probably a pretty big star outside of the show as well. But regardless of cheating, Tom Brady's legacy already is the greatest quarterback of all time. I don't think there's a lot of debate in that anymore. Um, you know, it used to be, okay, Montana, Montana, maybe even Elway's in there, maybe Peyton's in there. I don't think that's even in there anymore. And gosh, if he pulls off one with the Bucks, I don't see anybody in my lifetime ever, ever passing him. Um, you know, Peyton's, Peyton's a great quarterback. Brady's the greatest quarterback. Um, and he's just there, – there's – I can. I hate to say I can look past the cheating, but I can because I've seen this guy play, and I've seen Peyton play. Peyton didn't scare me. Tom Brady scared me. So I'm going with Brady. Brian, it's uh, it's on to you. All right. What well, you know? I feel like this entire debate is like eerily similar, similar to the Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky debate. I feel like if I'm, you know, if I'm going to draft a guy, one of these guys, you know, in, in, you know, to build my team around, I'm going with Peyton Manning all day long. I mean, Peyton Manning is a better quarterback. I feel like, um, you know, he did more with less, um, you know, he, he was an MVP more times. Um, it just individually, I feel like he could really – he could raise his teammates' level, too. I know that Marvin Harrison was great and Reggie Wayne was great, but, I mean, there were some other guys on his team that he really he really rose them to a level that they that they far exceeded, you know, their expectations. Mm -hmm. So – but just like with, with Gretzky and the Mew, I think that, you know, that Tom Brady is, as far as the scope of the legacy and the scope of the sport, um, you know, worldwide – he has the greater legacy, and I mean, his nickname is the goat for a reason. 
you know, and, and it's because he is, the, you know, he is the, the, the greatest of all time, the greatest legacy of all time. Maybe not the best, but the greatest. And so if that's what we're talking about, I, I've got to go with Tom Brady. Second tie. That's even split. And it's the same split that uh, the other one was. Yeah, it Me was. And right, and then you two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just a, a couple updates I want to tell you about um, October. Obviously, October 2nd. Um, is our next show. It's the Penn State Nittany Lions versus the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a 1994 college championship battle. Um, we may have a, a special guest for that, a uh, former four-year University of Tulsa player. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. And uh, also future shows, we are all working very hard uh, to, get some, uh, to get some sports guests on some future shows. So be prepared for that in the future. That'll also help us break these ties. And, um, you know, there may be some other uh, things changing soon about the show, but uh, we just hope to keep tuning in. So um, everyone, you know, thank you for watching. Please remember to check out um, ngscsports.com. Good stuff on there. Lots of good articles, lots of different podcasts that you can watch. And uh, you'll be able to check out our show there uh very soon as well um and we also um we just started a, a, a youtube page as well so you can find it under legacy battle on the channels list so everyone have a great night and uh yep. we'll see you in october stay safe everyone good night, good night.